Hey guys, it's me, P. And me, S. And you're listening to the Girl on Girl podcast. But it's not what you think. But also, it's kind of what you think. Wait, I'm going to play you something to start off the episode, okay? She back, baby! How do you feel? Oh my god, we missed you. It was so hard to do this without you, straight up. (sighs) Oh, yeah, yeah. When I left, I was like, if Purse was leaving me for four months, I would... (laughs) (laughs) Um, It feels great to be back. I missed you, my girl on girlies. I missed you, Purse. I missed you so much. You were also kind of in so many different places, like not settled in the last like four to five months, right? So you've been so on the go experiencing so much and now you're just like back to your reality. So for anyone just tuning in who like is new to the pod or something or didn't know what was going on, this podcast has two hosts and I'm one of them. Hi, I'm S. And I went traveling for four months across South Asia. And so I left purse high and dry to live her best life. She did so amazing and had some incredible interviews and some awesome solo episodes and kept you guys entertained. But yeah, traveling was incredible. It's like my dream trip. I've wanted to do it for as long as I can remember in the back of my mind. I never knew if it would be possible and I just freaking did it. It was amazing. And yeah, to what you were saying, I was in a state of like always moving for four full months, always thinking about like, okay, I'm here now, but where's the next place I'm going to go? And how am I going to get there? And what do I want to see? What do I want to do when I get there? I want to take that, what I just described, and apply it to my quote-unquote reality or my quote-unquote regular life. I think that's like one of the main takeaways is like you don't have to be traveling the world to have that mentality. Like you can bring that kind of movement and excitement and eagerness to try new things and have new experiences. You can bring that into your everyday life. I think it's possible. I'm going to give it a go. I think that's really good because I feel like life can just get so stagnant and we don't even mean for it to, especially for people who do work, you know, maybe like a corporate job or they're kind of on that same schedule, like a nine to five or whatever your hours are or whatever you do, just whatever your lifestyle is, it can get very mundane when you're in the same space, right? No matter what you do. So I think it's important to have those elements because we do seek travel. We ex- we do it because we want to experience change and we also want to experience different parts of the world. But I like that mentality of maybe not always feeling like you need an escape. Totally. I like the way you just said it. And I didn't need an escape. Like I didn't go on this trip because I needed to get away or I was recovering from like a breakup. Like I met a lot of people who were on their breakup trip and I loved it for them. But it wasn't like that for me. It was just like a dream that I wanted to accomplish, keep our lives interesting, even if we're not jet setting around South Asia. (laughs) But it it was so fun. Please tell us the peak in the pit. I know what my peak is, I think. I'm just going to go with like the my favorite experience I had. I did this four-day motorbike tour. It's called the Hajong Loop, and it's where you ride a motorbike around the north of Vietnam all the way up to the Chinese border. And it's epic. You guys should like go Google some photos of this experience. It's 
unlike anything I've ever done. A lot of people will get someone like a local guy to ride the motorbike and they'll sit on the back, but I wanted to drive myself. So I suited up. I had like knee pads with like metal on them in case I fell. And I did fall a few times to be fair. Isn't that dangerous if you fall? Oh yeah. It's, it's a super dangerous activity no matter what. You're not just driving down normal roads. They're really, really twisty and turny and you're really high up. You're going through mountains. So you could be up high on a cliff basically. And a lot of these twisty, turny roads don't even have guardrails. (gasps) Oh my God. Like it's the wild west in Vietnam. Yeah, girl. So you're like, you're twisting and turning and you're going so fast because you have to keep up with your tour because it was, it's a big tour with a bunch of people driving. So you have to keep up with your group. So I'm driving. I'm the only one driving myself. Everyone else hasn't, they call them easy riders, basically like a local guy who's driving them around and you could just drive right off the cliff if you really wanted to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. And the views like. You guys know, if you've been listening for a while, I live on the west coast of Canada, has some of the most beautiful views in the world. Nothing comes even close to the views I experienced on this motorbike tour. So if you're going to Vietnam and you're a little bit of a thrill seeker, you don't have to be a crazy thrill seeker. It's, it is safe as long as you're smart. You got to do the Hajang Loop. I would highly recommend Were you really scared at any point that you're like, my bike could literally go over a cliff? Yeah, I was definitely scared at points. But like one reason why I loved it so much was because I challenged myself and it was a big challenge and I was so focused and I was so clear and I really like respected the road. <laughs> like I, re- I respected how dangerous it was and I took it seriously um, and also just had also allowed myself to enjoy it. I was just very, yeah, my mind was very clear and focused for that trip. And then you're traveling with all these people from around the world. And so every night you stay at a homestay together in a tiny village in Vietnam and you eat, you share meals and you drink lots of happy water, they call it. It's like a local uh, like rice wine kind of. Happy water. I like that. And you dance and you do karaoke. It was so much fun. I know. I feel like there was a period of time you posted a lot of stories of you doing karaoke when you were in Vietnam specifically. Girl, I did so much karaoke. (laughs) I was sick of myself. I don't know if you guys know my karaoke song is Real Slim Shady. It's my favorite. I know every word. And I did that probably like seven times. You're like, someone take the mic away from her. (laughs) But I think my pit of the trip was that I got food poisoning twice in one week in Thailand, and that was really awful. So I think that was the pit. I was prepared to get it at least once. Everyone told me I would, but to get it twice in the course of a week. And then we had our scuba diving course, like right when it was happening. So we were like sick and trying to learn how to scuba dive. If that is like, if that's the pit, I mean... I'll take it. That's actually a good point. I feel like that's almost like a, a given pit to be like, oh, I got food poisoning. It's a rite of passage when you're traveling Southeast Asia. Everyone will tell you like, you're, you're going to get it. And if you don't, you're lucky. Yeah. And luckily at that point, my sister had joined me. So me and my sis, we had each other's back. We both had food poisoning together both times. So we were like taking care of each other. It was cute. It was a sisterly bonding moment. We made you closer. You'll always be able to look back on that Thailand trip together and be like, we roughed it out. Yeah. We had some experiences, but oh, yeah. made us made us close. Eh? Oh, we definitely got closer for sure. Well, I'm happy to have you back. Honestly, like, guys, there was straight up a moment when I was on my trip to California and 
Sarah forgot to tell me she was on like a boat trip for a few days that had like no reception (laughs) or I just I didn't I just assumed like you would I don't know I didn't even like put two and two together that you wouldn't have any like signal or anything Uh and I didn't hear from Sarah for like three days are you alive like straight up I was so scared (laughs) oh I was off the grid I was touring some remote islands in Palawan which is like an area of the Philippines it was amazing Damn. Well, everyone hit Sarah up if you want some uh, South Asia tips, honestly. Hit me up. I would love to talk about it. She's got a guidebook ready for you in a PowerPoint presentation. That was my trip update. I'm sorry I left you guys. I'm really happy to be back. I feel like Purse and I have a lot we want to discuss, a lot of topics we're excited about. We're keen to interview some new people. As always, if you have anyone that you want us to talk to, let us know. We'll reach out. We'll cold call. But I feel like for this episode, there's some like more pressing matters that we need to discuss. This is like really big news. Huge. (laughs) It's huge. And honestly, Sarah and I, when we talked about like kind of what our first episode should be when we get back, we were really like, we want it to be like kind of one that like starts off the season with a bang. And in general, I was like, I think the listeners need some life updates from both of us because I even took the month of April off because it was getting really busy and I had started a new job around that time as well. That has been very demanding. I love it, but it's a very busy job. And so I was like, you know what? I need to take the month off and I'll just get ready for Sarah for like a a new season. It's a restart. And I also missed her. I was like, I miss having like that banter back and forth. It was a good challenge for me to do some stuff on my own. And had some awesome interviews along the way too. Yes, kittens. Hi, kittens. Kittens. Like, guys, Persis got kittens. Also, I just want to give a quick shout out to your interview with Kaylin. Um, if you guys haven't listened to it yet, Purse released it, I think, back in March mm-hmm. or maybe February. And it's such a great episode. A story I think we haven't told yet in our like in our catalog and I'm really really happy it's there so if you haven't listened that's a personal fave yeah we love you Kaylin thank you for doing that I know she was really she was really excited to do it and be a part of the conversation yeah so where do we start you guys there's no sugarcoating I'm gonna be direct Persis has a girlfriend (laughs) yeah and it's not me it's not me I've had to come to terms with that it's taken me you know Four months of traveling. This is real. It's not AI. Is that what you're trying to say? It's not AI. It's not a hologram. And we want to tell you guys all about it because that's what we do. We share We share our personal lives, especially Persis's personal life, to be honest. And anyone who's been listening since the start or even whatever, since the middle of this podcast has known about your struggles with love, but it's all been to learn more about yourself and it's all been like a necessary process. But I just think we've all been waiting for this moment. And also, can I just please say, Sarah was at my apartment in Toronto before she was about to go on her trip. And she literally said verbatim, watch you get a girlfriend by the time I get back from my trip. And that's exactly what happened. Am I psychic? I think you might be a little psychic. Gaze into the future. You could gaze into the future. Beautiful. Um, I had a Raven moment and it came true. And I'm just going to interview Purse right now. I'm going to put her on the hot seat and I'm going to ask her some questions so that we can all learn more about this new relationship in Purse's life. 
Oh, it's cute. I'm gonna get I don't even know what Sarah's asking me like straight up. She has not told me what she's gonna ask. <laughs> Normally our guests get like, you know, they kind of get an idea of what we're gonna ask them. So, you know, we're not gonna be putting them on the spot. But hey, I'm in the hot seat. I didn't send you the episode plan. I actually just came up with these questions like two seconds ago. So <laughs> LOL. Um, and they're not really groundbreaking, to be honest. I'm <laughs> like, people are already turning off the interview. <laughs> <laughs> but purse, why don't we just start with the basics? Why don't you tell us how you and your girlfriend met? Yeah. Okay. It's actually a really cute story. So my girlfriend's name is Crystal. She is so lovely. Crystal. Yeah. Shout out. She's such a beautiful, beautiful soul. And we actually met in October. So last October, that would have been what, like eight months ago-ish? Mm-hmm. I think so. I can't do math, but yeah. Me neither at all. That was just a wild guess. But <laughs> we met at a Fletcher concert. I always forget that part of the story and it's really, it doesn't get any gayer. It really doesn't. There's so many um, situations that I think of when you really feel like you need to just trust the universe and how like things are just kind of meant to happen because there were many moments where there was a possibility where we wouldn't have met. We met at a brewery in the East End because Fletcher was playing at History in Toronto, which is pretty far east. And my friend Teen, who you guys know, we've had her on the podcast. We were going to the Fletcher concert together because we always go see Fletcher together no matter what. And we were kind of running a little bit late. And we're like, I don't know if we have time to like grab a drink. We might just have to go to the venue. But Mm. it happened to work out that we were like, let's go check out this brewery. It's super close to the venue there was like another bar but we just decided to like go to this brewery instead I didn't know this part of the story that's cute teen and I go and we honestly just like go to the back of the bar there was a lot of gays there like literally when we walked in we're like everyone here is going to Fletcher it's kind of funny of course of course it's all gay girls (laughs) sit at the back and we're getting food too because we're starving teen ordered this like blue beer it looked really cool and I want to say like maybe 40 minutes into us being there, maybe an hour, a girl sitting from across the room just kind of yelled out at us and was like, hey, what beer is that? And Teen told her and she was like, oh my God, cool. I might order that. And then she's like, are you guys going to Fletcher by any chance? Or someone asked, I forget if I asked them or the girl asked me. And I'm like, yeah, like, how could you tell? But it was obvious. It was kind of obvious everyone there was probably going to Fletcher Uh and she invited us to like sit at their table there was like a few other girls there so teen and I sat at the table and we were like talking to everyone Crystal I remember had come out of the bathroom and I think had sat maybe like a seat over from me or it was like a booth it was me teen and then Crystal had come out and was like hey nice to meet you and I remember seeing her and being like she's so pretty oh I was like, oh, she's so pretty. I really love her eyes. So that was the first thing I noticed. And then um, that's that's technically how we first met. Do you know if she like had any thoughts when she first saw you? Was she like, oh, she's cute. We talked about it later. Yeah. She she said she was drawn to me, just more my energy. I feel like when she, she met me, she was like, oh, this person seems very, very nice and easy to talk to. And to be honest, we didn't actually talk much that night, but she, I was still very drawn to her that evening. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Then how did it go from that to you guys dating? <laughs> you can give like the Sparks notes I know, version. But I feel like, you know what? We're dedicating an episode to this. I can, I can go into detail, but I was drawn to Crystal for sure. But I also wasn't thinking much about like anything you know when you just go somewhere and like there's new people you meet and you kind of feel like there could be a connection with somebody 
But actually, Crystal was in a relationship when we did meet at the concert. So right off the bat, it was definitely friendly vibes and a really nice connect to have in the city. Off the table, literally off. Off the table. Off the tableau, literally. Off the tableau, yes. After everything had happened that night, we all went to another bar afterwards. After Fletcher, Teen had to go because she had to go to Whitby. Like she had to work the next day. So I was just feeling open and I'm like, I'll hang out with you guys. So we all went to a bar. Later that night, I remember just being like, okay, I'm going to go home. And I remember thinking like, oh, I had a really fun night. What a warm, like friendly group of group of people. Also, just like meeting other gay girls in the city is something that you've been working really hard at. And yeah, something that you've been trying to manifest in your life. So you were probably like, oh, I had such a good time with them. And like, that is refreshing in and of itself. Yeah, extremely refreshing. Where do I go from there? I'm trying to like think of this timeline. I was going to say, I think you should jump to like, the next hangout you had with that group because I feel like that was a significant one if I'm remembering the timeline correctly it was you have a really good memory thank you so much you're so welcome I feel like I have the memory of a goldfish but I'll take it no you have a good memory you remember everything every detail of my life yeah I do for no reason in particular no reason at all A few months had passed after the concert, I want to say a couple months, and I had actually kept in touch with some of the people who I met. Fast forward, it was like the end of Jan, and I was going out for my friend's birthday, and one of the people from that crew actually had reached out to me and randomly asked, oh, what are you up to tonight? I'm going out for my friend's birthday in the West End, in the city, going to do a little bar hop. I'm like, I'm out for my friend's birthday, but if you guys want to join, like, definitely come. Mm -hmm. So... They did and got it. <laughs> got it. Check. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Sarah's like writing this. I know. I feel like I'm going to have a test at the end. I'm ready. Yeah. We go meet up. We go to this bar. And you know, when you see a group of people, and it, like I hadn't seen them since this concert, which was so many months before, but it felt yeah. like automatically like a very warm energy, very friendly. Yeah. It was nice. And I think actually that night was where Crystal and I even actually talked more. And Crystal had brought up, oh, I didn't realize you had a podcast. Shout out to Girl on Girl podcast. Hi. Shout out. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's actually what you're listening to right now. Crystal had just talked about the podcast and was just saying that she really thinks it's cool what you and I are doing, sharing our stories on a public platform for other people to resonate with. And she says, you know, like this kind of stuff can really save lives. So like, make sure you keep doing what you're doing. I don't know. And the way she said it just felt very like genuine and It really like touched me because I don't really know her that well, but I feel like she did really go out of her way to make sure she like complimented me in that way or wanted to make it very clear like, hey, I see you and keep doing it. I just found that really refreshing and nice. There was something about her that I felt no matter what it is, I felt like a... uh, a connection of some sort and I messaged Sarah. Yeah. Honestly, like it might have been maybe the next day where I was like, I think I told you I'm like do you remember Crystal because I think I mentioned Crystal to you after the concert and I think I just remember being like oh I found this girl like really pretty yeah I was actually gonna ask you like do you remember at what point you texted me because I remember you mentioning I think there's this connection it would have been the bar hopping because it was like an energy exchange to me I was like I don't know maybe it was just another thing like a nice like connection to have in the city and I would love to like continue to hang out with that crew more But something about her just like really stuck out to me. And it was the way she spoke to me that I was just like, this is a very genuine thing to do. It was just nice. 
then um, after that night, I mean, it was actually not even a month later. I think it was a few weeks later. Crystal hit me up and was like, hey, we're planning like to do a Sunday brunch kind of thing. Would you want to go with, you know, the same people? And I was like, yeah, like I'm down. Literally no question for sure. So I think I'm, I feel like I'm going to get flustered, but. Um... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just give as much detail as you feel comfortable. For sure. No press. So yeah, I go to this brunch and it was a really fun day. Like we went to Mamaka's, which is like this lovely Greek place on Ossington. Uh, I am dying to go there. I'm dying to go there. It's really good. Okay. Next time I'm in Toronto, I'll go. I was actually supposed to be leaving that night to see my nephew, but one thing led to another with like the day. And I just remember <laughs> your girl P was like drinking a little bit more, like having fun. You were like, nephew, I have a nephew? Chell, I love you. Not important. <laughs> Chell will hear this one day when he's older and know the truth about the kind of aunt that he has. Yeah. It's Auntie P. Auntie P. Let him down. But I remember just at that point texting my mom being like, hey, I'm just going to come tomorrow because tonight it's it's going to be like kind of messy and also low key, y'all. I was like a little tipsy and just just wanted to continue the night. It wasn't the look. It wasn't the look for like a wholesome night with the fam. Exactly. Plus like Chell Bell goes to bed at like 7 p.m. And at that point, like by the time yeah. I get there, what am I going to do? It was already 7 p.m. by the time you got to that point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So you're like, got to keep the night going. Yeah, I'm not going to Hamilton anymore. And so we. Not tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight, baby. This is where things kind of start to change because you discover that Crystal's not with her girlfriend anymore. They broke up. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly it. And yeah, so I find out Crystal and her girlfriend have broken up. And once again, it was still one of those things between Crystal and I that was just a genuine care for not even knowing knowing each other that well at that point. But sometimes I think you just meet certain people and you can have an energy exchange that regardless of what it is, it's just it's just a nice feeling and a comfort with someone. So I mean, after the fact when I realized, you know, Crystal is not with her girlfriend anymore, we decided to kind of give things a chance. Honestly, after doing that, we developed a really really beautiful connection. From there, it kind of just took off, guys. And I think you know me on the pod that I'm very much like a romantic. I love love. I really do go off of feeling. And also connection to me is very important. And when I feel some type of energy with someone, I really like give it a chance. Yeah, you definitely do. With Crystal since then, it's been like very reassuring and secure and nice. And I just... I don't know. I really love her. I'm whoa, I'm saying that on the podcast, but it's a really it's real beautiful thing. When you feel something for someone and you just have to like trust it, sometimes there's like other blockages where you can get in your head because you don't want to get hurt. I also feel like ultimately I want to like also protect my heart, but there's just something about her and the way she does treat me. And I think the way we ultimately treat each other, where it just feels like a really nice relationship a very like healthy and respectful relationship yeah I will I just want to comment on you just said that you know you want to protect your heart but I will say like you were saying earlier sure but you have never held back to protect your heart <laughs> no I never have like that's just the kind of person you are like if you feel something you're just gonna go for it like you were saying so I just wanted to like from my perspective I've never you've literally never held back because you're afraid to like let your heart be vulnerable 
And you definitely didn't hold back with this. Like you just went, you went for it. I really did. But I also think at the same time, when she met me and like the time we really did connect, I had let go of a situation that had happened in the summer that I was pretty sure with that person, I don't know, not even pretty sure. I was actually very sure. I didn't really want to like be in a relationship with that person, especially after like certain things I saw. But I was still like really trying to work on myself and being like, I don't want to settle for anything less. I don't want casual. What I'm looking for right now, I was so intentional with it. I'm looking for a monogamous relationship. And even if it doesn't have to be like we're so serious off the bat, I'm still looking for commitment. And I want to build that with someone and get to know them over time. I'm not settling for like, this needs to be casual while I figure out my own stuff. You know what I mean? And just the type of person Crystal is, she was very much like on that page as well. And it's been going really well. This actually leads me to my next question, which was we on the podcast, like all of us girlies listening, and also just like me over the course of our friendship, we've seen you like trying to navigate relationships and it hasn't worked out for whatever reason. But what was it about Crystal that made her girlfriend material for you, but also made you feel self-assured in that this is going to be what you're looking for, which at this point is like monogamous, stable relationship? The Biggest thing for me with her was actions. Mm -hmm. Like her actions showed me so much. I think with people in my past, there's been a lot of like, they say these things. Yeah. Or they want to do this with me or they wish they could do this with me. Oh, that's a big one. Oh, that one. Like I just felt that in my chest. And I think one of the first things I noticed with Crystal was like, she did. Like she didn't just say it. Like literally she did the thing. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, Fully, I told her to in the beginning, I had a little bit of a guard up because I have been through a lot. I've been through some hurt and I've been working through a lot of like my patterns and stuff in therapy. And also I think therapy has also really helped me get to a point where I can be more assertive about what I want and not settle and also not try to just compromise for like people because I really like them. Like the amount of times I would compromise for situations that were never going to serve me anyway. I was young, you know, like, you know, in your 20s, you're figuring things out. So I'm not going to fault myself for it. But those were also things like I needed to learn to like, not settle for. But because I'm such a romantic, and I honestly like really believed like maybe this person is meant to be and we'll figure it out. But ultimately, they'll show me that if they want to. And Crystal was a prime example of someone who really did show me she wanted to be with me. And she wasn't she wasn't playing with my heart. She wasn't playing a game. She was like, I'm here for you. And um, obviously, like, and, and the connection was very real. So to me, it was kind of like a no doubt. No doubt? What's the word? No brainer? I mean, no doubt also. Shout out Gwen Stefani. <laughs> Shout out Gwen Stefani. It was a no doubt Gwen Stefani. Stefani. Stefani, don't you have a Gwen uh, poster, like a no doubt poster in your house? I have a record of uh, Tragic Kingdom. Is it like hanging up or something? Why do I feel like it is? Maybe this is at one of our past apartments. It's on my ladder shelf. It's like on the, it's hanging up on the Oh, that's kind of cute. Ding, ding, ding. I love that. So it was, it was a no brainer for me. Like I really didn't hesitate. Even when she asked me to be her girlfriend, I was like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You definitely didn't hesitate. And that was my next question is how, like talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about like, the speed of it all and also like how you stayed grounded while that was happening and it's still happening to be honest. Yeah. I mean, that's actually a really good question because when I'm excited too, I'm like, 
road runner so pumped like I just get really happy and giddy but I think that's normal too like I hope you know like that's so normal we've all been there yeah and I love that part about myself I definitely think that's what can make life so exciting and you're taking like a chance with someone and they're taking a chance on you and there is a lot of love there and you just want to like choose to be with each other in terms of like it going fast I actually will say as much as it maybe seems like we've moved at a fast pace Sometimes I also feel like we're not because we're both very realistic about wanting to build a life together, wanting to be together, but we also kind of know when to just like slow it down and be like, let's really just enjoy just being together. There has to be no pressure. We're here for each other and we're choosing to be together, but what's the rush for anything? Like we have all the time in the world to like do all these things. I think in the beginning when you're with someone and it's complete fireworks, you just want to do all the things right away. Yeah, and I think that's the period of time I'm I'm talking about more so. It was like the beginning when everything was moving like lightning speed. And I love that you both got to this point of like let's just enjoy this. Like let's slow down for a sec cuz I cuz you are at that point now and it's beautiful. But that first when it's like 0 to 100, what was that like? I'm not going to lie. I actually really appreciated it moving as fast as it did in the beginning, only because just based on the circumstances of where she was in her life, things kind of actually did kind of have to move fast. And that's where I'm saying like the actions kind of added up with her words where she was showing me I'm with you and I'm here for you and I'm I'm making these changes because I want to be with you. Afterwards, after the things happened, we were like, okay, now we're here. It's great. And now this is our chance to just enjoy time but of course in the pace things were going we were just always excited to be with each other and like it became very um what's the word I think Sarah you even made a joke you're like oh my god you're full-on like domesticated now kind of thing <laughs> did I say that yeah you're like domestic vibes now which I like loved yeah. but I actually really think it was necessary just for what her circumstances were I just kind of want to leave it at that for right now but I'm just saying like it I really appreciated that and now we're just at this point when it's like Things are just kind of settling down and we're just enjoying the moment. I love that. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite thing about Crystal? Aw. Oh my God. If you could only choose one thing. Oh my God, one thing? Yeah. There's a lot. I really think what comes to mind, honestly, when I think about her is just how nurturing she is. Such a nurturing, like, kind person very empathetic and I find extremely like other centered the way I feel like her mind works and like the compassion I see in her is like very attractive to me and it's even little things like she'll do and I notice she does it to like take a stress off of my plate well her love languages are physical touch and quality time and so are mine but I love which that. is great I love that but I think acts of service is actually really high up there and I've noticed she does that and it's coming from a good place like it's just coming from like because I want to do it like I genuinely want to and I want to like help you do these things and I'll admit sometimes like I'm a person who can be very easygoing and I can let things like sit for a long mm -hmm. time and I'm trying to work on that and be better at it but she's really good at it and will be like no like we need to do this right now like let's go I just think that's a really big motivator for me and Along with that and like the nurturing side to her, it's just like what I've been looking for in a partner. Yeah. I appreciate someone who I can have really good conversations with and be vulnerable and never feel judged. Even with maybe some tough conversations we've had to have, I always leave them feeling like really good and also feeling heard and 
it's just nice because I'm a very emotional person and I like to get vulnerable. I think it can make you really close to someone. And I feel like she's really receptive to that and also like gives me that same energy back. Yeah. And I love that. Ah, cute. What has been the biggest light bulb moment for you navigating your first serious relationship with a woman? Ooh, Oh, like a light bulb moment. Yeah, like aha moments or any any realizations. I think actually how much I like love I love that. I love having like your person and that like commitment and I've been so like single and solo for like so many years of my life and even though I've experienced many like situationships or really short-term relationships that weren't completely committal, I think I always just had that mindset of like needing to like look out for yourself always or you're just always like on a solo journey solo journey yeah solo yeah and I think just being with Crystal has kind of made me realize like you don't have to always like try and do things on your own like you have a person here who's going to support you and I'm not saying like it's codependent or anything like that but I think my like light bulb moment was being like she's my person like I can talk to her about certain things like I can come to her if I need something or like I need like that support and like vice versa. I think just knowing you have your person is like a very safe and like sweet feeling and um, someone who can give you that like just like love and it's nice and I'm so lovey. So it's like nice. I just love it. I'm very I'm a very committal person too and I'm very monogamous and the pod knows that. Mm -hmm. So because I've had like some struggles also with like you know having monogamy in my past relationships yeah having that right now has just made me realize how much I love it and I've yeah, been like wanting yeah. it it's really mm-hmm. nice yeah like you were so sure that you wanted it like you were always really like grounded in that that desire and that need for your life so it must feel so validating to have it now and to to be it's like a check mark it's like yes I was right about that desire for myself and like I do really value this Yeah. And I always knew like it it was going to come for me eventually. Like I know myself as a person that I was like, I know like I'm going to be in a committed relationship. And because I want that, that's what I want. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to share like a life with someone. But sometimes too, when you go through a lot of like tough times, it can kind of like make you just sometimes wonder like, is that going to come for me? And not Mm -hmm. that I was being pessimistic. I've always had like an optimistic look on like love coming into my life yeah you definitely have but sometimes you can it can feel like okay like I just don't know when but I really think you just got to leave it up to the universe and just life and fate I remember when I got into my first serious relationship I also had that aha moment of like oh my god there's someone else who like I can lean on for stuff and it's not codependency. It's like the reason why we're all kind of looking for a partner if that's what we're interested in in our life is like having someone even like for the little day-to-day things like, oh, he's going to cook me dinner tonight. That's so nice. Like I don't have to worry about making myself dinner tonight. Whoa. Like when after it's been years and years and years of you and only you are responsible for making your dinner. <laughs> You know what? It's those little things that you're like, oh man, yeah, this is really nice. And you can have that in friendships. I was actually thinking the other day about how like, because we would always joke like, oh, you're my person. You're my person to each other. If there was like a wedding or an event, it'd be like, oh, like be my plus one. And I feel like we 
almost supplemented that person need until we were able to like find a romantic person or romantic partner. And like, you know, the voyage continues for me. But I think friendships can do a similar thing. I don't think it'll ever be the same, but I really love the idea that uh, you can have, it like teaches you, you can lean on other people in your life too, like your friends and your family. And like, they can be your people too. Have you ever seen the movie Frances Ha? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. Do you remember that speech she gives about having that person and you catch their eye across the room and you know like that's your person and they know you better than anyone in the world and she's talking about her best friend. She's not talking about a love interest or a romantic partner and I think like that is also what like we're looking for in a romantic partner and what romantic partnership gives you and it's just like it's just beautiful that you can find it in so many places and to find it in your romantic life is like peak. It is. And I think a lot of people strive for that. Like I, I am such a romantic and I think I'm just the type of person who kind of like needs that in a relationship. Like I can't be in something where I just don't feel like they're my person. Do you know what I mean? And I just, I love that feeling too. When you can just look at someone and be like, I got you. Um, my next question is you spent a lot of time um, as a single girly going to therapy, working on, like you said earlier, working through your patterns, trying to figure out like how you can grow and be better, just like all of us are trying to figure out. And you, I saw you like each new kind of like romantic thing that happened, you were starting to like slowly break away from those patterns, slowly like put yourself first a little bit more, a little bit more. And there was like so much growth that happened in the last, like especially two or three years. And you've talked about this on the pod a lot. So what do you feel like you've taken from that, time single and doing therapy and working on all of that what have you taken from that time into this relationship whoa okay actually I actually I had a talk with my therapist maybe like a week ago and she was actually telling me like she was very proud because like I've been talking to her for two years now yes we love her have we given her a code name low oh low low if you're listening you've really done a number on this one and I feel like that connection with Lo, because even as we're talking, she's like, I'm so proud of you. She actually said, even the way I've been able to talk through situations that maybe have stressed me out in the past, she's like, you do it in such a constructive and like strong way where I feel like in the past without therapy, I would be like very emotional or uh, and nothing, not, not that there's anything wrong with emotions. I'm I'm still emotional now. Like, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> but I think lately I've been able to kind of be a little bit more like sometimes level-headed or not always think things are the end of the world (laughs) because sometimes like I have I have um this tendency where like if something affects me it affects me to my core and I'm not saying it doesn't now but I think it's gotten better and therapy has really helped me through that because Sarah has seen me through a lot of situations where I would be like there's just this like sadness I cannot shake off. Yeah, yeah. It would last a long time. Some t- for, for some situations, yeah. It would. And I think now even being in this relationship and how maybe we approach certain conversations or even like little tiffs and stuff like that, I think I'm able to approach them in a way that's ac- actually like a lot healthier than maybe I like would have in the past. And I think it just comes with a lot of having that s- – this sounds cliche, but like feeling self-assured, but also like that self-love. Yeah. And 
that was something I needed to work on in my past because I was very much like seeking validation from others. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really realize how much I was doing that. Whereas now I'm like, I know I'm someone who has a lot to offer. And um, I also bring a lot of like love into this relationship. And I, yeah. I'm i not making myself feel small. Whereas sometimes mm -hmm. I would put people like on a pedestal and I was just like trying to meet them there. Yeah, man. And they were not on a pedestal in reality. Mm -mm. No. And I mean, once again, nothing wrong with the person. Like I was just putting them on there because I was just like always viewing people who I liked as like above me but now I don't do that and I actually even had a talk with Crystal about that where I'm like it's an equal relationship like yeah it's an equal like we're both with each other and like we're on an equal level does that make sense like I don't know it's nice well when you don't have to prove yourself when you don't have to like beg for someone's affection like when you don't have to fall into those same patterns you found yourself in with other girls then the pedestal doesn't exist anymore like all the unhealthy stuff when it's not there, you realize like, oh, there was no need for the pedestal in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I realize that now, oh my God, I definitely, like I look back at certain situations and I'm grateful for those experiences. And also, yes, of course, even the sadness I experienced, I needed to go through that to grow. But it just made me realize like everything's going to be okay. Like you're mm -hmm. going to be okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You know, that's my... um my kind of mantra in life. Everything happens for a reason. It's all going to be okay. It does. And also people come into your life for a reason. And mm -hmm. um, I also believe in the timing too. Like even with this timing of like me meeting Crystal now and like where we're going and where we're headed is I think came at a time where she met me when I'm in a really good place. Like she, yeah. she, she met me where I, I'm able to be ready for like a committed relationship. Yeah, totally. You did all the work. I, I think you're so right. You did so much work and you now are in like the most confident, self-assured place you've ever been. And so like what better time to meet someone than when you love yourself more than you've ever loved yourself? Because like RuPaul is right. If you don't love yourself. How the hell are you going to love somebody else? Yeah, it's true. It's so true. And I feel like you really, really love yourself. And you you have always loved yourself. It hasn't, it hasn't been like that. But you know what I mean. Just like the growth and the confidence that has come over years of like hardship and therapy. Mm -hmm. It's such a success story. It is. It's cute. Actually, my therapist was like very happy. Like now every time we talk, like I only see her once a month, sometimes not even once every two months. And it's always a big update because a lot of things happen, but each mm -hmm. time she's like, it's it's nice. It's like a good conversation and a catch-up. So you got a cat. Are we announcing yeah. it to the, to the pod? Oh my God, of course we are. Yeah, there's a little cat in my Zoom meeting right now. I just got a cat. <laughs> so I went away for like a cute little vacation and so much happened, but she has a little cat. Do you want to talk about your new member of your family? Yeah, a little addition to the family. His name is Besso, named after the song Besso by Rosalia. And I always say his name wrong. I'm so sorry. Raul Alejandro. It's such a cute song. And honestly, Rosalia was my highlight of Coachella, one of my highlights. And when she came on for Besso, she had her fiance come on and it was really cute. That's cute. And I just love the song. And also, um, Crystal and I really love that song. So yeah. we're like, you can, you can call him Besso. Uh, but yeah, he's a, a black cat 
and um, very sweet, very snuggly. Definitely the kind of cat I was looking for because he likes to play. He's um, not aggressive. He's very just chill. He's for a first time mm-hmm. cat owner. He's like the chillest guy I could have ever had. Yeah. Affectionate, cuddly. Oh, there's no better cat than an affectionate cat. He cuddles on the bed like every night. And there was one Aww. night he really like cuddled in my arms and he had his paw like over That's me. So cute. Well, I'm really happy for you now. We're both cat owners. Who would have thunk? I never would have thunk. Although remember, I wanted to adopt a cat. You and I were looking up litter boxes. One time I like got off my Zoom with you and we yeah. FaceTimed after and I was like, Sarah, I think I need like a cat for this apartment. Like I need an animal. Yeah, you were looking for cats. Yeah, you were looking for cats. But I wasn't sure if you'd ever like bite the bullet and actually do it. Me neither, but it kind of happened fast. And I also left it up to the universe. I applied for Little Besso online and truly got a phone call the next day, even though I literally put the wrong number down because I'm, I don't know where my brain was. Wait, so how did they get the right number? They called Crystal's number because he had to put a backup. Oh my God, that is the universe. And Crystal wasn't even going to answer because she's like, I don't know what this is. And I'm like, oh, maybe just answer it. And then they were like, hi, is this person? And once they said, is this person? I was like, oh my God, it's the cat. It's it's the cat. cat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I love it. Oh, Besso, we love you. Welcome to the family. You and Olivia will definitely be lifelong friends. Olivia will be like your cool older sister. He's not listening. He's not listening. He doesn't care. Is there anything else you want to say about Crystal or the fact that you have a girlfriend now? Anything you want to say to the listeners? I'm sure some of them are going to be really sad today once they hear the news. Anything you want to comment on that we haven't talked about so far? Aw, okay. Like, obviously, um, I was really excited for this episode. And I know we don't really hold back. Like, if anything, I really went into the full-on details of how Crystal and I met. But I also think even telling that story when we were ready for it is also kind of important. I feel like it can be very relatable for a lot of people in the queer community. And also just acknowledging that sometimes relationships can start up in maybe like unconventional ways or like maybe circumstances from like an outside perspective might be like, whoa, you know what I mean? But sometimes things just happen and you go off of feeling and you go off of like how you and that other person like feel for each other and respect each other. And I think um, I'm just very grateful. I feel really grateful that like I met someone like her. I think she's a really, really lovely human and um, I'm just excited. And yeah, I'm being like really cheesy right now, but you keep saying you're being cheesy, but like you've been way, you've been way cheesier on the pod. Oh, really? Yeah. Like you're a cheese, you're cheese girl. So am I, we love some cheese. I don't think you're being cheesy at all. I think you're being actually very, like, conservative about it. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I think you could be way cheesier if you wanted to. Um. Yeah. You're I like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I care a lot about her. I have a lot of love for her. I do love her. So, yeah, it's just nice. And um, I was excited to do this. I was a little nervous, not going to lie. Like, Yeah, when... what made you feel nervous? I think because it's vulnerable. Like, I think this is a very deep conversation and I'm like going into detail. This is our podcast. Like, this is what we do. And it was a big ass update. Like, Sarah literally went away for four months. And I think I texted you literally one day being like, okay, so like now I have a girlfriend. Yeah. And Sarah was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) WTF. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that is so vulnerable. And thank you for sharing all the details. But I agree, like it would be pretty disingenuous for us to not mention it at some point, like at some point, whenever you were comfortable. And I think like you feel so secure in this relationship that like you were able to feel comfortable to talk about it. And that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also like thanks to Crystal for like allowing me to talk about it because, you know, like also that's her life as well. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh my God. Do you think she'll get any messages from listeners who are like, who are either like rooting for you guys or jealous? I guess we'll just have to you see. you imagine Crystal starts getting hate mail? Oh, no. 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 Our listeners are cool. They would never. They would never. They're going to be so happy for you. Yeah. No, and she's And I'm great. also so happy for you. I love seeing you happy. I've, I've wanted this for like a decade, it feels like. Literally a decade, I think. So this is really exciting for me personally. Aw. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah. No, it's nice. It's really nice. And I'm in a really good like, I don't know, just really happy, really content. Yay. If you guys have any questions about the relationship that maybe, who knows, Persis might answer, who knows, um, hit us up. And who knows, maybe one day we'll get Crystal on the pod. Aw, maybe one day, maybe one day we will. It could be like a, how well do you know each other? Yeah, that'd be cute. I could like prepare some questions and like, you guys won't know what I'm about to ask. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. But anyway, that's the episode. Uh, I'm married. I'm married now. She's married. I've never been less married in my life. Um, I did meet some cuties while I was traveling, though. You also, yeah, you just came back from a trip. You were single on your trip. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Do you want to go into detail? Mm, I don't think so. But I will say that, like, I formed a lot of really amazing connections with a lot of people, like, not, like, also just, like, friendship connections. So if anyone's ever thinking about solo traveling – um, I know it seems really scary, but the connections you make with people, like you would never guess you'd be able to make such deep connections in such a short amount of time with someone you didn't know a day ago. So yeah, if anyone wants solo travel, making friends advice, hit me up because I got some of that too. Yeah. Like you literally just did a whole trip, like traveling around to different countries on your own Yeah, and in unfamiliar places too. Like that was also such a risk you took. So be proud of yourself for that. I am. Thanks girl. Good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad, girl. I guess we'll see you guys on the next episode. It'll be kind of like back to regular scheduled programming. We'll have like a topic we're really interested in. There's one that I'm super excited about that I want to do, but I have to wait for Purse to to listen to the podcast because there's a podcast I want to talk about. It is called, maybe I'll say it now so that anyone who's interested can listen. And then we it can be like a little like book club, but podcast club. Everyone can listen and like, we'll talk about it. But it's called The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. If you haven't heard of it, go listen to it. It's only seven episodes. I promise it'll be worth it. And then we can all talk about it on the pod together. Yes. No, that sounds good. I'm going to listen to it because I'm really curious, actually. I want to I wanna see what so we're, how we're going to tackle this. Oh, it's going to be one to tackle, but I promise that you'll enjoy it. It's like a really well-produced podcast, but also just like super interesting. And it deals with a lot of issues around trans rights, queer rights, and also um, like feminism and freedom of speech. It's fascinating. So hopefully we'll do an episode on that in the future. And then, you know, all the other stuff we love to talk about. As usual, guys, hit us up in the DMs if you ever want us to talk about anything you're curious about. Send us mailbags. And we'll make sure to listen to them and, yeah, get these topics out.
our first in case you missed it purse in so long. I really missed in case you missed it. I really, really did. Oh, uh, I miss doing them with you because it's it's fun to have that banter because when you're just doing in case you missed it on your own, <laughs> it's lonely. And um, yeah, it's nice to have that opinion. But Sarah, what is our in case you missed it for this week? I don't know. Do you have it in front of you? <laughs> Actually, yes, I do. I put Sarah on the spot. Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis are returning for a Freaky Friday sequel. Oh, finally. Finally. First of all, Freaky Friday is so iconic. I honestly love that movie. I feel like it's a comfort movie. And I had heard talks about this, but I remember Jamie Lee. She didn't think that... Um, it was something with Lindsay's schedule. I don't know. There was something where she's like, we're trying to make it work, but we're also not sure about it. But now I guess it's confirmed, according to The Hollywood Reporter, that they're gonna there's going to be a sequel from Disney. And I cannot wait to see what it's going to be about and how they're going to do that. Sometimes sequels make me nervous, especially when the original was so good. Yeah, sequels make me nervous. But if there's good people behind it, then I get a little bit less nervous. I feel like I don't know. I kind of trust Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know what it is. And I just feel like she's going to make it good. I think if she's involved like that, I feel the same way. I think she'll have a lot of control, hopefully, and make it so it's something that people who grew up with Freaky Friday will love now. Yeah. I mean, I hope the next gen, oh, you know who I hope is in it? Chad Michael Murray with the long hair. I wonder if he will be. They or maybe he might... gets a haircut. I don't know. Oh my God, you know who I had a crush on in um, Freaky Friday? A lot of people say it was their gay awakening. And when I look back when I was younger, I definitely had a crush on this girl. The girl in the band. Yep. The the brown one. Yes. She was oh, cool. I don't know. She was really cool. What was her name? Um, And the song was so iconic. Like, don't want to grow up. Hey, take me away. I got to play it. I'm going to play it right now. I still remember like the side eye she was giving to Lindsay Lohan when it was Jamie Lee Curtis in her body and she couldn't play the guitar, right? Do you remember? Oh, I totally remember that. Oh, and they were like, I just remember it was like, what's going on? Sorry, podcast. I'm literally like looking at Sarah as if you guys could see me. I'm Lindsay Lohan, which I basically am. You are. And I would be, uh, I would be the little brother probably. I didn't even remember there was a little brother. No, you'd be the cool brown girl in the band. What are you talking about? You would be everyone's gay awakening. But Purse, why are we even talking about this for in case you missed it? Is there a gay storyline? I don't think we know anything about that. I don't think they've even said anything about um, the story, but it's just because Jamie Lee's involved. So it's just like gay news. Oh, okay. I love that. Well, we love Jamie Lee. She was nominated for an Oscar, won the Oscar this year. I can't remember if she won, but it was for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which is an amazing movie. So you guys should watch it if you want to just dig deep into the Jamie Lee Curtis archives this weekend. Guys, I got to be honest. <clears throat> I appreciate the acting. I appreciate the directing of Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Trust, I think it deserved all the awards. I just got to admit, I wasn't like wild about it. Listen, everyone has their opinions. Yours just happens to be wrong. But yeah, we respect we respect our difference of opinions. Everyone is entitled to my opinion. Do you know who said that? Was it um was it Paris Hilton? No, I wish actually. That's kind who of funny. Who was it? Who was it? 
Uh, your favorite Madonna. Oh my God. That is something Madonna would say. I'm not even going to talk about Madonna. It's going to make the, it's going to make the listeners mad if I talk about. Yeah. That's let's save that for another episode. Yeah. That's another episode. We'll do all the, all the, uh, no, 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 no. I'm not putting that hate out out there in the world. No, we don't need that negativity. No, we're about positivity on this pod and we can't wait for Freaky Friday. Um, we're so happy that we're back in action and I can't wait to explore some more topics. Me too. Me too. I'm happy to have you back, Sarah. Thanks, girl. Happy to be back. I love you so, so, so much. So much. Love you. Love you guys. Yeah.